Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We call the Midmouth Media of Liberty County Board of Commissioners to order. Hoping you can hear me clearly through this mask. If not, I'll try to articulate better. Uh, Mr. Brown, has the media been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. And uh, just for the record, uh, Commissioner Walden is attending by teleconference. Okay. Good afternoon, Commissioner Walden. Commissioner Walden, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Commissioners. I heard. I heard. All right, so good to have you here. Good to have you here. Um, oh, I didn't ask anybody. Uh, can one of you all lead us in an invocation? I can. You can? Okay. Let us stand now for our prayer and pledge of allegiance. For yes, sir. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the opportunity you give us to lead this county, Lord. I pray, Father, that as we come into our meet this evening that we would do the right thing, Lord. I thank you, dear Savior, for my fellow commissioners, those that are here and those that are by phone and those that may not be attending today. I just pray that we would continue to work together as one for the betterment of our community. Thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon our county, Lord. In Christ's name, amen. amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Commissioner. Yes, sir. I miss Mr. Bob being back there. Yeah. On that pledge. Yeah. Got to teach Clint that. I tell him he needs to holler. Yeah. You got to get in there. He says I get on the mountaintop. All right. Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week. Says Queen Chet. Um, been here? Ms. Quaid is not. She's actually attending by Facebook Live. Okay. Um, and so she, you know, she won't be able to speak over that medium. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'm asking. I'm gonna ask just to say anything. If she has not, um, maybe she will. We can signal before we get through. Uh, but this is this is a normal um, thing that the recognition that the board tries to do every year uh, in honor of that. And for that, we have a proclamation that was disseminated to the board for consideration. You read it, please, sir. I will. Whereas Africans began arriving on the Sea Islands in the 1500s, and whereas the population of these Africans increased as chattel enslavement grew in the 1600s, and whereas these Africans began to engage with and in some instances created families with indigenous Americans in the region, and whereas the descendants of this group are called Gullah Geechee, and whereas this group of self-sufficient people came together in 1999, throughout the Sea Islands and Low Country of the Carolinas, Georgia, and Florida to stand on their human right to self-determination. And whereas this group took one year to elect their own leader, and whereas they elected and installed St. Helena Island native whose family's roots also stem from Polawana and Datwa Islands, Queen Quet, chiefess of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And whereas Queen Quet has served as the official head pundit Bodhi and, and spokesperson for Gullah Geechee since July 2nd, 2000. And whereas the 20th anniversary of the Gullah Geechee Nation is being celebrated under the theme Gullah Geechee 2020. And whereas we support the continuation of Gullah Geechee cultural heritage and sustainability of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Whereas Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation, Appreciation Week begins in 2012. And whereas Liberty County annually joins with all other counties and cities of the Gullah Geechee Nation in this celebration. It's the home of Geechee Kunda and the annual Riceboro Rice Fest, both contributing to the recognition and perseverance of the rich Gullah Geechee culture in Liberty County. 
and we're asked to show support. We're asking citizens and visitors to take part in the activities associated with these events, which are part of the global activities for the United Nations International Dec Decade of People of African Descent. Whereas the theme for this year's celebration is Gullah Geechee 2020, seeing we culture clearly, and whereas Liberty County calls upon all of our citizens to celebrate with the citizens of the Gullah Geechee Nation via virtual events and support of Gullah Geechee businesses and institutions. Now, therefore, I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman, do hereby proclaim July 25th through August 1st as Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week in Liberty County. All right. You said there was a, a comment submitted by her, Commissioner Fifth, as you saw? Yes, she's on here. She's on there. Well, she's on here. She said, good evening, Liberty County Commissioners. Peace, Queen Quest. Right. <laughs> East to you too, Queen. <laughs> you, you, you try to sound like her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love to see her. <laughs> yeah, she, I saw on TV the other night. Yeah. All right, Queen, just so you see. Yes, okay. There you go, sir. Thank you, Mr. Brown. We look forward to that uh, every year, the Queen coming to see us. Yes. Yeah. Just kind of a celebrity of sorts. Okay. Engineer report, Mr. Long. Thank you, sir. Mr. Frazier, hello, sir. Hey. Very good. How you doing? Sir, I'll be brief. Um, the Isle of Wight Fire Station is in pretty close to being done. The uh, garage door opener got put in today. Uh, that's working really well. Um, the road department is uh, planning on getting out there very soon and putting in a little more dirt and dressing up the yard and making it look right. The required site improvements are, are done as far as access goes. The stone is in place. Uh, the water well's in, the septic system's in. So it's, it's pretty much ready until we uh, finish up with the lawn. Um, that'll make it look nicer. And, I think we're planning to have a uh, groundbreaking on it pretty soon, and uh, we'll have a nice-looking facility by then. Uh, the East End Fire Station, uh, they are uh, waiting on some roof panels to come in. Uh, COVID-19 has uh, some of their materials slowed up. They're doing a little bit of work, but not much they can do till the panels get in uh, to finish up the, the drying in the building. Uh, the Lewis Fraser Road is done. Um, we're in the process of uh, finishing up payment. Um, Northern Lane is... Uh, Trent. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Uh, Trent, on that Lewis Frazier Road, uh, you might want to check a few places. We had some washouts again, so you might want to check that. Well, I'll be glad to get Andy to go out there tomorrow. Yeah. And we can get him to come back under warranty work and fix that. Okay. All right, good. So that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. And they're working for us over on 3rd Street anyhow, so okay. they've got people here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Lane, um, they've done a little bit of work over there. Uh, the telephone company has not moved the line yet. Um, <laughs> we had sent them an offer to pay to put the line in, and they had requested until Monday, uh, close of business, uh, Monday the 20th. So mm -hmm. next Monday is their deadline to, be, to have it moved. So uh, hopefully they'll have that out of the way. Yes, sir. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, Yeoman's Road, uh, we have sent out plans on Yeoman's Road to all the utility companies to make sure we don't have any conflicts. Haven't gotten any word back from any utility companies that have any real conflicts that we need to work on. Uh, Interstate Paper Road, uh, looks like on the 21st we have a meeting out there to talk about Interstate Paper Road uh, with uh, the Development Authority, um, the uh, DS Smith, as well as the City of Riceboro. Uh, Third Street is moving along well. 
I say well. Uh, we've uh, been running into a lot of uh, utilities out there. Um, Comcast didn't locate any of their utilities, and so consequently the contractor ended up cutting a lot of the lines, and uh, Comcast is putting a lot of their stuff aerial. Uh, we've been working diligently with the water system. Uh, we knew we had issues with the water system going into it, and uh, they've been in close contact with us as we're building it. Uh, so we've hit several lines, and they've been able to find some of their water lines that they didn't know where they were uh, by virtue of us hitting them, but uh, everything is moving along well on that. Um, and then the only other thing I really need to, well, let's see, I, I do have a couple of things to talk about. Uh, Walter Road Roadway Acceptance, uh, we're working with the city to get that uh, letter from them on what they want to ask us to accept as part of their uh, intergovernmental agreement, and then we'll bring that back to you with recommendations on the roads and, and how that works as soon as we get that together. A couple of things that are... Uh, not on my agenda. We've been working about with uh, Mr. Brown and uh, Mr. Mosley and Jimmy Martin about some of our ADA access at some of our ball fields. Uh, we've been trying to hammer that down pretty well, and that's coming along pretty well. Um, that's about it for tonight, unless anybody has any other questions. Yeah, I'm sorry, I stepped out. On the interstate paper road, it's still at 9.30 Monday. Yes, sir. Is it Monday, Mr. Brown? Let me look. Uh, Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. It's on the 21st. Erica put it on my calendar, so let me look to make sure. Yes, sir, 930. And we're doing it at the Riceboro Youth Center. That way we can bat in an open area. Okay. Okay. Now, what do you all hope to accomplish at this, this meeting? Well, what we're able to do now, that we've passed T-SPLOS, we had a certain amount establishing T-SPLOS that the county would be able to put toward the roadway. We're looking at D.S. Smith to see what they would contribute and the city of uh, Riceboro, what they would like to contribute for the road. And we're trying to get our, our funding together because we have about a two and a half million dollar project in there, right, Joe? Yeah. So and we've got about a million dollars in sales tax for it or T-SPLOS money. So we need to come up with other to get that road fixed and back up and in good shape. Uh, Mr. Brown, wasn't What's the name? Karma was open checking on something from out of Atlanta from the economic yes, uh, development side to see what she can pull out. Yes, sir. Out of Atlanta to help us out on that road. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And so that's what we're hoping she'll bring back is a uh, stimulus type uh, information from them to see if there's possibility of getting some of that through a grant. The, the other thing that the commission, um, along with the chief elected officials, would have to decide, even if that funding's determined, is what time the release of those funds would occur. Because there's some other projects, you know, that are, are on the drawing board also. So. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Timing is another issue we got to talk about. And did you uh, have a chance to check on what I called you about the other day on the weight limit? I did forward that to Trent. I don't know whether you had a chance to check on that about the, the weight limit. On, on the ability, well, on roads in general, local uh, local public roads as, as to what powers the local government authority may have to reduce or restrict weight limits. Yes, I do have some information on that. I need to get back with you on that before I make a presentation on it. So we, we did pull some of that information. Well, if you, can't, if you can have it, have some of it with you next week yes. when we sit down to the table with the rest of them. Okay. Uh, what about that subdivision over there? Um, 
sinkhole in the backyard. Sinkhole in the backyard. That's and the, and also the other picture that I sent you. And the other one, the uh, down, down, it's down in Limerick, down in the very back. Yes, sir. Uh, we're working on uh, getting a, a patch in that roof as well. Okay. So, but that, it it is in the area that's in county maintained area. So it, it is something that we can fix. Which one is in the county maintained area now? The the hole in the road. The hole, hole in, in the road. asphalt. The hole in the backyard. The but also the hole in the asphalt is a hole in the asphalt. But also, in the backyard, you can sink the truck into. But also by that manhole cover, uh, that manhole yes, piece that sits in, you've got a deep hole right there. Yes, sir. So if we got a pipe over there in that lady's backyard that's failing, could it be that same kind of pipe that's over there on the side of that road that's failing too? No, sir. The the um, failure where the pothole is in the road is, is a. Um, Pot of clay that was in there, and it and it got wet along the edge of the road, where we have the issues along the uh, um, beside the storm drain manhole that's in the road. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that was an area that had some really deep uh, sanitary sewer, and with the rain we've had this year, it's helped some of the land settle in that area, and uh, so we've had a little bit of settling there, and I think that's going to take care of itself when we put some uh, melons in it. Well, not melons. We'll get some hot mix asphalt and fill in the patch and smooth it out and it'll be fine. I think we're talking about two different things. Maybe I sent you to, I didn't send you all the pictures that I had. Okay. One of them was when I sent you that man, that cover right on that curb on the sidewalk. Oh, oh, oh the curb. The word, right. that, that a little bit. Yeah, there's a hole, there's yes, a sinkhole right there. Yes, sir. The, the, the sinkhole beside it, um, I'll go back and look at that again because okay. I'll, I'll address that with you. The, the, the lid where it shifted a little bit um, is Apparently, somebody when they were building the house and paving the sidewalk kicked it a little bit with a piece of equipment and moved it out where it sticks out off the face of the curb about that much. And the uh, hole uh, is an easy fix, too. Okay, all right. Yeah, questions for Mr. Long? All right, thank you, sir. Yes, sir, thank you. If you don't need me, I'm going to go. Mm -mm. I right, need the room. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. thank you, sir. All right, the Briar Bay Pavilion, Mr. Davis. Yes, sir. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, I just wanted to come back before the board and confirm that there is no evidence in the public real estate records that the county has ever had any interest in the Briar Bay property. Um, deeds that old are oftentimes notorious, notoriously vague. That's the case here. Uh, we did contact representatives of the Jones Estate, the Bryan Estate, and the paper companies, and based on our collective experience, it's everyone's opinion that the paper company um, still owns that uh, little postage stamp of property in Briar Bay, although they may not realize that they own it. Uh, but again, that's not uh, definite, but that's everyone's best educated guess at present. Mr. has the paper company been paying the taxes or were they exempt? No, they weren't. They, the only evidence of county ownership is in the tax assessor's office. And for many years, the county or the county recreation department has been shown as the, the, the owner of the property. That's not the case. Okay. Um, and so the property has been exempt from taxes based on that assumption for years. So we're in the process of trying to get that cleared up and let the paper company own, they, let them know that they still own it? Yes, ma'am. I, I was going to take direction from the board. Uh -huh. uh, it, should the board wish to get involved and want to accept ownership, 
we could probably contact the paper company and make arrangements for its transfer. Um, like I said, it's not being used by the paper companies. I, I doubt if they have any use uh, for the property, and so it could uh, likely be easily transferred to the county or some other governmental entity for public purpose. But um, you know, you've never had control of that property. I doubt if you'd want any now. Um, so my uh, intention was simply to contact the paper company, mm -hmm. advise them of the, you know, the findings, and let them take it from there. Kelly. Yes, sir. Uh, why can't it go back to the original state that it was in prior to this uh, misconception of a recreation apartment, which was the Bride Bay community? Well, I, I don't think, to my understanding, no one really knows how the, the use originated uh, or really what the intended use was. I've heard some anecdotal evidence from people who were at a dedication ceremony there that Mr. Bryant dedicated it to the community for community purposes. Um, and I'm not sure what its current use is or what it has been for years. Um, now, to the extent there's been ongoing, consistent, notorious use of the property, uh, people may have some sort of prescriptive title to the property. Uh, but the only way you can establish rights to a property in cases like this oftentimes is by mutual agreement uh, with all the stakeholders or potential stakeholders or by quiet title action in a, in a court. So um, I couldn't advise anyone to make use of the property without confirming who actually has the benefit of the property and title to the property. So who is the actual, according to what you found, who is the owner of it? The, the owner is the, uh, the paper company. I think the current, it's been transferred to, uh, over the years to successive paper companies. I think the current uh, holder, at least based on our assumptions, is Weyerhaeuser. Uh, I believe they're not a, a local paper company, a larger national paper company. But there's no actual proof of that, that, it's, that they still own it. Well, you know, to, <clears throat> the good thing about public real estate records is oftentimes things are very definite. You have surveys, they're very clear, there are no ambiguities, but oftentimes with these older deeds, especially paper company deeds, the plats uh, reference, you know, natural boundaries. Uh, they were oftentimes incomplete or inaccurate. And that's the case here. It's just, it's very difficult to determine what property was transferred at what point to what entity. But based on conversations with representatives of the different entities that I mentioned, to including uh, Mr. Fleming Martin, who's an attorney in Brunswick and was an heir of the Jones estate, who also represented many of the paper companies in the area. His law firm has a library with uh, paper company plats and other records. And based on his review of those records, He's fairly confident that the paper company is the owner as well. But of course, he couldn't give his opinion based on those uncertainties that I mentioned. Chairman. Oh. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that, um, and, and I'm glad that we know that it's not ours. Yes. If you can. I'm glad that, you, that we know that it's not ours, and that's, that kind of takes us out of it. But, you know, I do want to say that, you know, last month, um, we made a motion, and it was approved unanimously, to um, to clean up the site because uh, we were under the impression that it was ours. I mean, you know, if, if it's not ours, then um, that motion to clean it up um, shouldn't have been made. Um, but now that we know that it's not ours, you know, I guess we just wash our hands up. But the the, the point is. Um, and we'll never know because that didn't happen. But had we 
went forward with that motion, um, then we could have went in there and did something on private property, which is something that the county shouldn't be doing. But on the other hand, had we voted to renovate it, mm -hmm. we'd have been there hammering nails and putting up two by fours and God knows what on private property, which is something that we shouldn't do. So um, I, you know, I just hope that, uh, that in the future, when something makes this agenda, that we as, as sure as we can be, that it's something that deserves the attention of the Board of Commissioners. I mean, because I, I was as sure about that as I could be, especially with it being on the agenda. I mean, you know, we, we only discuss county business here. But, um, and there was a lot of talk that it was ours. And um, just think about it. And again, we'll never know. Had we voted to repair it and put new stuff there, that would have been funds allocated to private property, which um, would have been a terrible thing. But um, if, if we can stand here now and say that it's not ours, then we out of it. And mm -hmm. the, the paper company owns it. I think um, I was, um, what Commissioner Thrift was alluding to, is there any proof that they've been paying taxes on it, unless they're exempt. But if they own it, you know, that um, you should be able to go to Virgil's office and see something that they own it. But uh, the fact that we don't own it, that takes us out of it, mm -hmm. as, far as, um, as far as I see, uh, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, me too. Uh, Mr. Uh, Ryan, I had a brain, I had a brain. Yes, good. how are you doing? Good afternoon, If you will, please, sir. Yes, I am glad that you all mentioned that, because I actually, we actually did some research on this property, and we prepared some things for you all. We had a couple of questions, you know. And who is this guy? Greg Bryant, he's a representative from with that being said, from the area. Okay, okay. Where the county wanted to demolish something, Thank you know, you. not doing their due diligence as of uh, as of destroying this property. You know, that's how our major concern right there. You know, we feel that uh, some things were not fair. And we just wanted to take time to address address y'all with this our concerns. And uh, we're not, you know, because Mr. Levitt gave, uh, provided me a text earlier this afternoon. And my thing is, we never wanted to disrespect the commission board. You know, we prepared these questions inside this packet right here. And hopefully, we can have someone give us some answers within the next week or so. Because what Mr. Gillett just said, you know, we're thinking the same thing. We're thinking the exact same thing. And I think right now, there is no need for us to continue on until we really fig figure out who owns this property. Mm -hmm. But yes, still, we're going to still continue with our research and reach out to Warehouser about this property. And we're going to leave it as that for right now. So we really appreciate you all's time. Thank you, sir. And thank you for everything. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah, you. I mean, you, we out of it, right? The, the, yeah, we are. The commission. Yeah. Okay. We need to take some legal, not legal action. Uh, 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 we, need to, we need to. Mr. Chair. Vote to resend or anything like that. Uh, we need to resend that motion that was on the that, that was made the last time. Yes. And uh, Mr. Davis, I talked with Miss Glenda, and she said Virtue is going to take some paperwork coming from you. To correct the records. Saying that to, to to clear off 
like it says Liberty County Recreation Park on the property card. That's what it says. So in order for them to clear that, it's going to take a letter coming from you to clear that off. So I don't know. Uh, and like I say, it actually, on the handwritten card years ago, it had Community Recreation Park Bribery Community. And that's why I was saying maybe return it back to like it was and, you know, and then go from there and let the Bribe Bay community and warehouser uh, fight it out, you know. Mm -hmm. I do want the, the board to rest easy, though. You know, your, your actions like this are always subject to appropriate due diligence. Mm -hmm. so even if you voted to do something, we wouldn't, you wouldn't have continued if we had not been able to confirm ownership. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's standard practice. Even though you voted to do something, if it turns out you don't own property, for example, in this instance, uh, you, you wouldn't have gone forward with your with your action. I don't know about that, Kelly. I, I thought we was going down there that Monday. <laughs> no, that, that, that was the impression I got, yeah. that, uh, that we did it that Thursday, and, and Monday they was going down there and start swiping. No, it wasn't going to be that way. Uh, so fact, that way? just to shed a little light, so okay. the Board of Tax Assessors maintains the deeds uh, for all the records in the county and, and Podesta's a digest book, as you know. Uh, so our point of contact on any matter related to property ownership is always to go to that agency because they have deeds. And so when it was questioned about who owned the property, we did that as we always do. Uh, the ownership was shown as Liberty County Recreation Department, uh, and that's how that came about. So it's normal practice because they do have the deeds uh, for us to, that, that is our source. Uh, we don't do title searches on everything because they have supposedly the deeds to everything. So that, that's the only resource we have. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, when was it implemented? It's in our packet, you know, during our research. And this property is identified. You know, I've done a little query with Warehouser and all the property that they, uh, that they have here in Liberty County, even more in Riceboro. And they don't have anything to identify or say that they own that piece of property. But we're just trying to figure out how this property just seemed like it just disappeared. Mm. Every record was disappeared from this property as of a... Uh, 2000, 2006, you know, so it's in our packet. It's in our package. You can re, uh, research it because, like I said, we've done our research also, and we're going to, we're going to, like I said, we're going to make contact with the paper company. But my constituent, Mr. Charlie Jones, he's a historian. He was there when this property first was first erected by Mr. Bryant, and he had a couple of words that he wanted to say. Come on. Good afternoon, Mr. Hey. I just said many, many years ago, back there, and how I come about this land, know about this land, back there in 1973, when Mr. Earl Baggs, Mr. Glenn Brown was the chairman, Mr. Earl Baggs asked Ms. Mary Jean Stewart back that time, can we play off that little piece of property on the corner there for a barbecue pit there? Because it was a little small barbecue pit there, and everybody know Mr. Bryant. He loved nice, clean stuff. So Mary Jane still give him permission to clean that property off. I helped clean that property off. He had a little 310 KS tractor. I helped clean it off. Mr. Alvin Frazier with the backhoe, we cleared our property off there. Mr. Glenn Bright himself with his money and his employee built that barbecue place there for the people in the community. That place in the community was donated 
by Mary Jane Stowe back there so many years ago, but in 1973, that's when Mr. Bryant got a hold of it to put a barbecue place there. And nothing never come about that place. That was the bride with the chairman, Kofa, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Hazel Carter, all those was chairman of the, com the commissioner. Nothing never come up about Bride Bay Park until the other day here. When it come up the other day here, it just come from a wild goose chase. Somebody want that property, a little piece of that property. I ain't calling no name. That's why everything come up about it. But it's that place that belongs to Mary Jane Stewart for many years ago. And she didn't want to donate that piece of property to the people in the community. Because Bride Bay was a place that everybody know Bride Bay. When you come to the four corners of Bride Bay there, got a little white church on one side, a major stored place was on the other side, across the road, across the road was a little barbecue place, across the side on the other side it was Stafford Tyson piece of land. Union Camp, Brumpy Pug, never did own that land there. That land used to be Georgia Pacific, ran in 1956, when C.B. Jones, he was the monster of the whole county. What's he say, that's what goes. He's the one donated all the land he had the Brunkley Public Paper Company, 1956, donated for 100 years. After that right there, he donated a lot of people land that never get back. That's how they come about the land down there in Rice Park. You can look in your tax digest, every piece of land, most of five, 10, 15 acres, law of the C.B. Jones, and donated to, I mean, uh, mortgage to Brunkley Public Paper I mean, Georgia Pacific. First it was Brunkley Public Paper Company, then Georgia Pacific got it. Now the Georgia Pacific, Plum Creek got it. Oh, just going all the way around the, the land. So that's the way it does now. Where else has never been in there? Yeah, where warehouse has it right now. If yeah. I got it right now, yes. but that's that's where the land used to be, Major and Crossing on the corner there. Yeah. I mean they built that road back there many years ago, Stafford Tyson. The Percy B. Deacon had to sign for that little piece across the road there where the church is at. Major and Stove signed across the road there where she had a shop at. So none of the paper company never been involved with that land until now. And say, mm -hmm. we're not going to take any more of your time, like I said. We're going to unpack it. You know, you all addressed pretty much all of the questions and concerns that we had earlier. You know, we asked about rescinding the order that you all made on July's 18th um, meeting, mm -hmm. um, June, June 18th meeting. So right now, you know, we don't have no concerns, and we're going to reach out to the paper company. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So when can we get something in reference to this property? You know, when can we... Yeah, I was going to mention, I'll be happy to share with Riceboro and anybody in the community the results of the research. Mm -hmm. And so uh, probably uh, first of next week, if you want to le leave your... Could you give us a day or time to make sure, because we'll wait for the last three weeks, you know, from, from the past three weeks, the source was continue changing, you know, who owns the property. So we, we you know, we feel, we feel, we as a committee, we felt that we're, we waited long enough, you know, we don't want to be calling interviewing no one, but we're just asking people to pay. Can you perform your job? Yes. Well, to my knowledge, yeah, that's, not fair that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. Publicly on the matter. So. That's not fair. We've been working on this until today's meeting now. And, and again, yeah. I should say, in, in the board's defense, we have taken extraordinary action to contact heirs of various estates, to contact paper companies, to retain not only an heir, but an attorney of the paper company to, to consult his private records to try and, uh, you know, ha have some conclusive determination as to who owns the property. That hasn't been the case, unfortunately, as for the reasons I explained. But we've done everything and more that I think has been expected of the board for a property that you don't even own. 
So, but I'll be happy to share those results, okay. and I will forward them by email to uh, the county, county administrator and to the board members, and they can share them with the uh, city of Riceboro and others to include you. Okay, will that be a PLC for the, for the paper company? Do you, uh, we want to make sure that we reach the PLC for the paper company that you'll speak with also. I, mean, Mark, I, I have not spoken to the, the, the punitive yeah, owner, warehouser, but I'll, 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 give, I'll share all of my research and the benefits okay. of uh, okay. All documentation as well okay. with anyone who asks. All right. But, but sometime early next week. Thank you, Commissioners. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Right. Do we need to rescind the motion? We do. All right. Yeah, I think. I, I will. think so. Yeah, According to Robert's rule, I think we need to rescind that motion and take it yes. off the book. Mm -hmm. Let it be cleared. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion that we rescind the motion from the, our June mid-month meeting mm -hmm. uh, to clean the Bride Bay Park um, site. Well, second. Okay. Motion and a second that we rescind the motion that was made to do anything with the. Yeah, we might need to amend that motion. To and the reason why we are rescinding because we have no ties with that. Piece go, of go ahead and make the motion. No, no, because you were the one that made. I mean, I, I want you to put words in my mouth. I thought rescinding it was just no, what we were doing. I think we need to, according to Robert's rules. Well, go, go ahead, Robert. All right, <laughs> Mr. Chair. <laughs> I make a motion that we send the motion from our mid-month uh, June. June meeting to uh, tear down, clean up, sell, or whatever, purvey with that piece of property in Bride Bay because Liberty <laughs> County Board of Commission and our Liberty County Board of Recreation has no ties to it. No ownership. All right. Okay. Is that, is that worthy of a second? What, second. Second motion and a second. Yeah. It was a little lengthy, but I think Mr. Brown has I, it recorded. I think when it's all said and done, we, we, we won't own it, right? That's right. right. Yeah. That's okay. right. Yeah. Any, any further discussion? Okay. All in favor? Right here. Mr. Chairman. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I understood the motion there, and we are definitely sure that that property does not belong to us. Um, they're not. And I concur. I'll, I'll vote with that. Uh, just want to make sure that we know that it's not ours right now. If it turns out to be ours, then we'll uh, study it when it comes back up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, sir. All I can tell you is the public up. real estate records, which is the, the definitive resource, uh, indicates that the county has no interest in the property and never has. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now, there, there may be some... Uh, you know, magical deed or proclamation in the city of Riceboro records or somewhere in the, the bowels of the county's archives, but to, to date, no one has discovered that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I can state, uh, Commissioner Walden, that to my knowledge, the, the county has no formal interest in the property. Yeah. So well, I, I appreciate that um, because I just wanted to, on, on the recreation side, to make sure of that. And also, think that at this particular time with what I have saw in the Homestown Park, which shows that is the Homestown community, that we do due diligence here and looking at all of our parks and make sure we've got clear deeds and titles to them because I can see just like my good friend Commissioner Gillard said, uh, we could be hammering nails on something that don't belong to us. So mm. we need to make sure this is an eye opener for all of us, especially me. So I think we need to be making sure that our corners are marked, even with these uh, new fire stations. Let's make sure what we're doing is is down the road and right way to do it. Okay. 
Across the board, yes, sir. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. I think and I'm voting in favor of it. If you yes, want to sir. see my hand up, it's up. So you did, you did with, the, with the others of us. The vote was unanimous. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Mr. Davis, for that issue. Are you all are welcome to stay if you like, or if not, you can be excused. Thank you, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, I'll forward his packet to the Board of Assessors who runs that property tax division mm -hmm. and does those title checks. So. Okay. All right, so masking ordinance. Yes, sir. As many of you know, beginning with the city of Savannah, several jurisdictions throughout the state uh, adopted uh, emergency mask orders or ordinances mm -hmm. mandating the wearing of face coverings uh, in all public spaces in their jurisdictions to include, uh, importantly, private businesses um, and, uh, and other establishments. Um, at the time, there was some ambiguity thought in the governor's executive order that perhaps might have allowed local jurisdictions to do that. Because as you, as you remember, I think, from past discussions, local jurisdictions are prohibited from implementing any emergency measures that are inconsistent with the governor's executive orders. Mm -hmm. And that's defined as anything which is more or less restrictive mm -hmm. than what's contained in his executive order. Mm -hmm. uh, so while I think most city and county attorneys interpreted the order as precluding a jurisdiction's ability to pass the types of ordinances that Savannah and others did, uh, many jurisdictions were willing to nonetheless pass those sorts of ordinances because they felt it was such public importance uh, that they do whatever they could in order to ensure the public health. Uh, as of last evening, the governor issued uh, his latest executive order extending the statewide emergency um, conditions. Uh, and in that order, he made clear that local jurisdictions who mandate the wearing of masks in these areas of public accommodation are, in his, in his view, um, inconsistent with his executive order, and he ordered that those uh, order, ordinances and orders be suspended. So essentially, uh, as of yesterday, it was official that those ordinances and orders are no longer enforceable, at least according to the governor. Um, and so I know you folks had asked that I prepare an ordinance that did something similar to what Hinesville and some of our other sister cities and counties have done uh, but in light of the governor's or, uh, order, I did that uh, before you as one such order that's consistent with the city of Hinesville's that mandates uh, face coverings throughout the county in the unincorporated areas in all public spaces. But the other is an ordinance which mandates the wearing of masks, masks only in county buildings. Um, and I think that even uh, notwithstanding the governor's executive order, that the county does have the authority to control its own buildings. Um, and it is consistent in nearly every way, in my opinion, with the, with the governor's orders. Uh, governmental functions and facilities are deemed under his order to be critical, critical infrastructure, and critical, critical infrastructure is required to implement whatever measures that it can to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. And as part of that order, face masks are encouraged. So it's entirely consistent, in my opinion, with the governor's orders that this board uh, mandate the wearing of masks for all visitors in county buildings. Uh, and so that's what the second order proposes. Uh, and I'll be happy to discuss one or both with you if, you if you like. Importantly, under both, I think we're all concerned about enforceability and not taking punitive action against people who might wear 
face coverings. And so under either ordinance, um, penalties are, uh, are fairly mild. Uh, first of all, it makes note that uh, we uh, encourage education and voluntary compliance, but only after repeated warnings and failure to comply would people be subject to penalty. Uh, no imprisonment is available for these violations, only modest penalties. The first violation, I believe, is $25, the second is $75, and the third and subsequent violations are no, no more than $100. <clears throat> oh, so, so we left a zero off. What's that? So we, I said we left a zero off. We could. Right. I was talking about, you know, city of Hinesville, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. There we go. And I, I don't, I don't be critical of any other jurisdictions, but I think a lot of people have bore plate enforcement language, and typically for uh, infractions of local ordinances, that is the, the maximum uh, penalty, $1,000 or, you know, punishment and imprisonment not to exceed uh, 60 days oftentimes. And labor camps. And <laughs> So, so under either ordinance, our approach is one of education and cooperation, and then only in instances of repeated violation, just flagrant disregard for the, the order, would people be cited and fined civilly. Uh, and again, the, the penalties are rather modest. But, um, I mean, you've asked me, you know, oftentimes you don't like the advice, <laughs> but I have to give you my honest opinion. <laughs> but I think you know, even before the governor's executive order of yesterday, but particularly in light of executive order, I don't think that uh, an emergency order which mandates the wearing of masks in all public spaces in the county would be enforceable. Um, and, you know, what that means we could discuss later, but, but the alternative to requiring face masks in all county buildings, I think, is enforceable. And I've discussed this with uh, most all the uh, constitutional officers who uh, operate from our county buildings as well as the chief judge and other judges and they're in full support with whatever the county decides they will of course cooperate mm -hmm. thank you sir um, you know we talked about this at the last <coughs> meeting yes everybody kind of turned to bring us something of course and then things have been changing ever since yes <laughs> it seems like on a daily basis um, I I do want to mention, um, without attribute, any particular case that there are um, right now about nine ongoing cases involving contact with county employees who either have already been confirmed or are symptomatic and waiting for confirmation. Um, so I think, you know, talking to some of the other folks in this building and also in the Justice Center, uh, they're very concerned about that. Um, so um, I know that we've got an internal policy that the commissioner that the uh, employees have to mask I would ask the Commission to consider us asking people uh, with enforcement but asking people to mask when they come in at least for right now uh, since things are uh, I hate to use the term hot uh, but they are uh, and you could actually see within the coming week when those tests come back a couple departments that do have to shut down temporarily uh, potentially for cleaning and or uh, testing of the rest of the personnel um, hopefully that's not the case, but that is kind of where we are right now uh, internally with stuff. Um, we would supply uh, masks uh, to the public as they come in and uh, the folks at the door. Uh, we've already talked about that. If it should go into effect and they, they would be asking a simple question of, you know, do you have a mask? It is mandatory. No, I don't. Can you, you know, here is one if you want one. Um, I can't wear it because I have a medical condition. Okay. I mean, they're not going to be challenged about the medical conditions or asked to show any kind of card or anything like that. That's just 
you know. And, and I think what we'll find out is that 99% will um, wear a mask. Mm -hmm. They have been asking when they come in, do you have mask? And uh, we've been providing them. And I think the board is familiar with the latest data from the CDC and the Coastal Health District. But if not, the, the data is very concerning. Uh, for example, just in the last two weeks, we've had more uh, reported positive cases in Liberty County than we have in the last four months. Uh, and that's not simply from an increase in, in testing. Mm -hmm. uh, there is uh, the incidence of transmission is increasing fairly rapidly in, in Liberty County as well as throughout coastal Georgia and the state of Georgia. And so, you know, you can debate the, the merits of the policy. I think probably most or many in this room would support uh, a, a face mask mandate. But um, again, working within the, the constraints of the governor's executive order, requiring them in county buildings is probably uh, the, the most that you can do. Uh, that order also provides for the temporary restricted access to county buildings. As Joey mentioned, there have been uh, reported uh, confirmed cases of COVID-19 in both the courthouse and the annex, uh, and there could be additional cases reported. Uh, and so that's, uh, we felt the need perhaps to uh, restrict access, access to those buildings again, much like we did at the beginning, not interrupt essential services. Those would still be provided through curbside service or remote service or by appointment service. Uh, I think that was very successful the last time. I don't know of anyone who really had much complaints, uh, many complaints. Um, and so, but again, that order leaves with the chairman and the county administrator the discretion to restrict access and to what extent you'd like to restrict access. So if, you, if you're so inclined, you could, as part of one or both, one, one of those uh, ordinances, you could uh, authorize those restricted access measures as well. If not tomorrow, then at such time as you yeah. think appropriate, depending the results of pending, pending test. Yeah, I think in reality, what, what I would ask the board to consider would be to um, ask folks to mask when they come in the building uh, by ordinance, and then let's see what happens uh, with those other areas in the next four or five days um, to be able to come back if we have to back up, at least for a short period of time until we cool down a little bit. And of course, the ordinance does make plenty of exceptions for for causes that uh, I think most people would expect, you know, if you can't wear a mask due to some underlying medical condition or health condition or because of age or, uh, you know, if you're in a court and uh, you're hearing impaired and need to look at someone's uh, mouth in order to understand what they're, what they're saying, uh, if you're a child below a certain age, there are several exceptions, common sense exceptions for wearing masks in public buildings that are consistent throughout most jurisdictions that are contained in that order as well. All right, I want to hear from the commissioners. <clears throat> we have two proposals for us, one that mimics Hinesville and one that's county uh, buildings. Yeah, Mr. Chairman, I'd I like to um, just say that, you know, I, I think we discussed it at, at length of, at our last meeting. Um, and, you know, I, um, I, I let everyone know that, you know, that I, I'm in favor of wearing masks. I've, um, you know, I'm looking at the two ordinances, um, and I d do know what the governor said yesterday, um, and you know, and, and, and that's fine. But um, I do know that the the numbers are getting worse throughout this nation. Um, some states, uh, I guess, the governors of those states are making it mandatory. Uh, right next door, Alabama. I mean, they, they they did it just this past week, and you know, and, and whether they do or whether they don't. Um, Personally, 
I live in Hinesville and whatever the ordinance was in Hinesville, I'm, I'm going to govern myself by that. On my job, we have to wear them. And, um, and even when I'm not at work or not in Hinesville, I'm going to wear it. I mean, that's, that's just me and, and my family and, and the people that I care about, and I encourage everyone to do that. Um, and I know we're not to the point where to make a motion, but I'm in favor of the ordinance for the mask be worn in the unincorporated areas of Liberty County. I think um, with what Hinesville has done, being the largest city, uh, I think Walthyville passed it this past week, and they are the, uh, right now they're the second largest city. That Flemington is running a close second. Flemington has passed it, and I think the city of Midway did. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's almost all of Liberty County. Um, and I, I do know that you know anyone that does any kind of commerce in Liberty County, they have to come to Hinesville. So to not have it in the unincorporated area of my district, like Homestown, and they could come, you know, when they get around McLaren's Curve, they they in Flemington, and when they get up by Dairy Queen, they in Hinesville. So, um, you know, they're going to be governed by it one way or another. So it's, it's just my thought that I think that um, because of the, the state of the world and the numbers rising every day, I think that um, as elected leaders of this county that we need to take um, what I would consider appropriate action. Thank you, that's, sir. that's my thought. Mr. Frazier. <laughs> I appreciate you, uh, Mr. Chair. And uh, Commissioner Giller, I, I, I do uh, agree with you about uh, the importance of, of being safe do, during this time and also wearing face coverings. Uh, I'm just like you at my job now. You know, we've implemented where uh, if we're close to six feet, make sure that, that we wear a mask. Uh, uh, my family, we all wear a mask. Uh, I just have a, a, a few concerns. Uh, one of them is uh, actually what a governor said yesterday. Uh, regardless of how we feel about about his decision personally, the decision was made. Uh, just like with us, if if we decide to to put an ordinance in place, just because a citizen doesn't like what we put in place, can they just not address it or 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 not? abide by what we put in place uh, so that's that's a concern and I guess I I'll let our attorney address that but I don't see the reason to implement something that we can't enforce uh, if, if we can't enforce it is we can encourage I, I don't mind us doing a resolution encouraging you know uh, you know uh, being safe during this time you know, we, we I, I think I put in an email. Uh, I think we could get with the chamber. We could get elected officials, you know, clergy, to you know, do some videos and, and just send those out through via social media, or even you know, do an article in the newspaper or whatnot, and just try to encourage. Now, when we're talking about the buildings that we have control over, 100%. I agree. Uh, as a as a business owner. Uh, I, I strongly encourage that everyone that comes in in my shop wear a mask, even even the ones who work there. But even looking at and and Kelly, I think you gave me two of the same things. But it, it's fine. 
I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty. It almost looks like. I'm, I'm pretty sure, and even with the city's ordinance, mm -hmm. to me, it, it's not fair as a business owner that if someone is outside of my my location, that I could get fined as a business owner as well. I, I I don't agree with that because, but it goes back to what the governor says. Why implement something and vote on it? And I mean, I understand they did it a couple of days ago, but they probably gonna have to recant what they did because legally you can't do anything. So they could they could say all they want, but at the end of the day, I, I think we should look at alternative measures. Of you know, we could we could get the youth commission involved. You know, for that'd be a project for them to be able to, you know, encourage uh, safety during this time. And then if that doesn't work, then we could go here. But let's not let's don't go from one to five when we have two, three, and four options available as well. I mean, that's that's just my opinion. Chair, Commissioner Walden, let me get him in here. Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, uh, I appreciate you folks understanding um, my absence tonight. I hope you do. I'll get back with you later. But uh, I sent an email out today uh, to you and some of the other commissioners. Hopefully everybody read it. I, I wear a mask. My wife wears a mask. Of course, when you go in the stores around Hinesville, you have to wear a mask. Um, we started off this pandemic, um, and everybody was talking about hand sanitizer and that's what we did and now we forgot we don't even mention hand sanitizer that much we're talking about a mask i think a mask is going to be hard um in the unincorporated areas um i understand what commissioner Gibbons said in the homestead area or whatever but you know you've got county employees that may be out there working that's wearing a mask and across the ditch is a man cutting his grass without a mask on if it's an ordinance and can't be enforced, I'm like Commissioner Frazier, it's not very much more than what the paper it wrote on. So um, I, I know this is the most compassionate board that I've ever worked with. We've all tried to do, and I think we all do what we feel like is the best. Um, I haven't had a call at all from anyone saying to pass it. Nor have I had a call from anyone saying don't pass it. It's just my honest feeling that it is something that could create chaos um, between a group of people that's not going to wear one that intentionally is not going to to get another group to challenge them. And I've seen it happen and we've read it in the newspapers, individuals stabbing one another and shooting. So um, I don't want that in Liberty County. Um, I think that when I stated that PPE is exactly that, it's your personal protective equipment. As far as Mr. Brown's talking about, your employees are under your guidance, and whatever their PPE is, you make them put it on and wear it. And if it comes off, it needs to be something that you address in every department, road department, in that county administration building right there, and right on. But as far as the ordinance, Mr. Chairman, I'm, I'm a countywide ordinance. I'm afraid that it, it can't be enforced. And I, I just really and truly don't think it's the time right now. Let's continue to encourage our citizens to social distance and wear their mask when they're 
no lengthy social distance. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Thrift. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I also concur as a small business owner and in the city of, uh, of Hinesville, and uh, I wear my mask when I think I need to, or if a, a store requests that I wear my mask inside the store. But as far as putting it out there to mandate to our citizens of the unincorporated area, I'm not in favor of that. I think as adults, we should have the right and the choice to where we want to wear a mask or not, and not the government put it on our backs at this time. I know the numbers are increasing, but I also know that it w we can't enforce it, and there's no, there's no sense in putting it out there if we cannot enforce it at this time. Um, maybe the governor may change something later on down the road. I don't know. But I think from what I've seen in the city of Hinesville, Hinesville, excuse me, most folks are wearing a mask. And it, it, I think that that may be something we come accustomed to. Um, but I don't think that we should pass it un for the unincorporated area. Um, also, like uh, Mr. Brown, you know your employees more than we do. And you know the closeness, proximity that they have in these buildings. And if you, uh, I'm in favor of the, you know, folks coming into the building to wear a mask. Um, so with that being said, I'm in favor of the ones coming into the to the uh, county buildings to mask up, mm -hmm. but not for the uh, countywide mandate. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mr. Stevens. All right. I would just say that the numbers are climbing. And it's climbing fast. Uh, I know what the governor says, but then we need to look at Liberty County. If we can't pass something that's enforceable, then we need to do some kind of level of educating. Mm -hmm. Just like I passed every commissioner out here tonight, two masks. It's only two masks. But when you see somebody that you love and care about, give these masks to them. Now, if they take it and throw it on the ground, that's one thing. But if they take it and wear it and you walk away, to me, I would feel great. I feel like I did something for somebody instead of trying to m and make them wear something instead of asking them to wear it. And I think if we can do like, uh, I think, who was it, Commissioner Frazier said, uh, do some videos or something out and get those out. Go to the newspaper. Uh, I think educating is going to be our best key success to this issue right now in Liberty County. And like everybody said, like Commissioner Warland said, we're talking about masking, but we're not talking about washing our hands. Okay? So, um, and now the only other thing I'll see is try to communicate with the, in the unincorporated areas, try to communicate with the business owners to make sure that if someone walks in their store, hey, do you have a mask? Now, I'm not going to tell that business owner, tell that person to go out, but just ask them a question. Do you have one? Would you wear it? I mean, because trying to enforce something that we don't have a bite in is dangerous. And I mean, it's a shame that it's that way that we got a governor that thinks the way how he thinks. But I think we can 
do a better job in another way than what the governor is thinking. You notice the governor got on his mask. Yeah. So uh, that's all I got to say. All right. So I have two. Uh, is it word proposals or orders, Mr. Attorney? Orders? Chairman, I, I would, um, and, you know, and I um, know and love all my commissioners. And, um, you know, we've worked together and we, you could check the records. I've been here, this is my 12th year. And um, we got a real cohesive unit and we, um, you could check the records. You know, there's not many issues where um, Split when the vote comes, <laughs> where, where, where it's not, um, mm -mm. you know, where, where there's some contention. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's very rare, very rare. Yeah, which is a good thing, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, for as long as we've been here. And everybody is different, and we represent um, different segments of uh, population of this county. But I, but I um, regardless of how to vote, uh, pans out. I would like to make a motion uh, that we adopt the emergency order requiring that mass coverings be worn in public and in unincorporated areas of Liberty County during the COVID-19 public health emergency. Okay. I'll second the motion. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hands. Those opposed? Mr. Chairman, I'm opposed. All right, sir. The motion fails. All right. Mr. Chair, I, I would, uh, I, Commissioner Gillard, he, he's absolutely right. You know, I think this is the first time, and I should have sat by you today. <laughs> since it was some space. Wait, do you, do you have a mask? <laughs> um, I, okay. Yeah, I, I have a mask, but uh, I mean, he, he's totally right. Uh, I don't, before I make this motion, I just want to say to the public that I, I can speak for myself and everyone else. Uh, <coughs> we're not against the mask. You know, uh, everyone should wear a mask, everyone should wash their hands, everyone should use hand sanitizer and everything else. But from, from my standpoint, you know, from, from my experiences, uh, I'm, I, I just, I have a lot of concerns, you know, from, uh, you know, from being a business owner to being, let's be frank, a young black male. Uh, masks are cool in the summertime, <laughs> but what about when I'm not in my suit and I'm wearing some sweatpants and a hoodie and I have on a mask? I, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't even want to even, even go down that, on, down that road. So. That's another reason why um, I'm, I have concerns. And that's why I feel that before we jump all the way to that, let's see what else we can do, you know, uh, to see if we could get the community behind us to supportive and, and look at that it's, it's benefiting everyone to wear a mask, you know? Uh, but I just, I, I'm afraid to, to make an ordinance today that we might regret tomorrow. Yeah. So, and, and I understand that, Commissioner Frazier. I, but um, you know, education uh, is the key. It's always right. been, and it always will be. But um, I got the the four channel, the three channels in Savannah <laughs> that's saying the same thing every day. Yeah. And then I'll go to the cable every now and then. I'll do the Fox channel. Yeah. 
and CNN and MSNBC. And the numbers are rising, and all we have, all we have are social distancing, sanitizing your hands in your work area, and wearing masks. Mm -hmm. That's all we have. And gloves. Well, I mean, well, that's the, that's the same with the hands. Right. But, but, um, but the, and, and lately, you know, since we talked about it last weekend, you know, just nine days ago, I guess it was, mm -hmm. it seems like something has happened in the last nine days, in the last week, week and a half. But all I hear on the news is wearing your mask. They, yeah, you know, sanitizing and distancing is still part of the, the precautions that we need to take. But wearing masks is the one that everybody talks about the most. And, and there's a reason for that. I mean, there, there, there's a reason for that. And, um, but, you know, we, we, we don't have the support to um, to pass this, and and, and, and we can move on. Mm -hmm. But but me, I know what I'm going to do, and I know what Felicia's going to do, and I know what my grandkids are going to do, and I know what I'm going to do between six and three thirty on my job, mm -hmm. and I know what I'm going to do in the unincorporated areas of the county when I ride through Homestown tomorrow to check on my road. I'm gonna have on a mask. Maybe the people will, maybe the people won't. I go to Savannah this weekend. Well, whatever I do, I'm going to have on the mask until something better comes along. But that's me. Right. Okay. And, and that's the thing. I, I, I totally agree. I, I guess the only difference I feel that we have with this is what do we control? Just, just like you were saying, I know my family is going to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. I know the people who come into to my businesses, they're going to wear a mask. I can control that. But I, I think is is a very slippery slope of where, you know, where government sticks his hand, and and I'm I'm just afraid to even open up that Pandora's box with that. On top of what the the governor's mm -hmm. order, and again, you know, some people like it, some people don't. Uh, we don't have to, but it's just a chain of command, and and it's something if we can't enforce it. Why do it? And and then, like even with the city of Hinesville, I think what who's in, who was enforcing that? The police. So then, they're making the police mass cops when they could be focusing on on other issues that, to me, are more important. Like, so. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, I, I want to make the motion. Mr. Frazier, before you do that, let me let me do this. Um, I mean, you may you may be kind enough so to include this in your motion. Okay. Mr. Davis, um, we, we spoke uh, at our last meeting uh, that, well, there was a consensus that this group would favor the word encourage. Mm -hmm. I don't see that in, in this order. No, regarding county buildings. We can uh, mandate that. The, the current ordinance mandates it. Yeah, it's, it's, right. You can take the approach much like mm -hmm. private uh, industry, much like Walmart. Mm -hmm. Those buildings you control, mm -hmm. you can mandate that people require them, and if but not, I, you can. I thought what I gather, maybe I'm wrong, because this is that we, we would encourage it countywide. Did I, did I get the feel? <laughs> that was, the Excuse me. That was yeah. yes. Commissioner uh, Walden, yeah. but it doesn't say that in right. the it uh, say that anywhere ordinance. Yet, it's just mandated. No, the, 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 the order before you, before you sign it, we revise slightly to remove the provision requiring the temporary closure of county offices and also will <coughs> include a provision um, directing the county administrator to undertake a public information campaign 
and to encourage all residents of the county to wear a mask at all appropriate times. What about the one that, that's indicated here or that's written in here? It's not. That's yeah. what will be included. The, okay. the order technically is within your authority to sign. Yeah. You consult with okay. the board. Okay. So all right. tonight probably all right. only a motion okay. is needed to okay. uh, require them that all people, all, right. all visitors to county offices okay. wear masks. All right. Are we clear? Okay. Okay. Now, which one we were talking about? The, the yeah, I think the, mm -hmm. I think the question was, yeah. though, what, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I think rather than mandate, we encourage. Rather than mandate on the county-wide basis, we encourage. possibly do a resolution to ask. Right. Let me, I think I'm just trying to, yeah. Right. I was going to say encourage and educate. I, I, th I think what, what you have before you, my understanding was that everyone was in agreement that you require that visitors wear face masks to county buildings. Right. Right. To mm -hmm. county buildings you control. Mm -hmm. This building, for example, mm -hmm. you know, the rec department, mm -hmm. uh, the courthouse with the mm -hmm. cooperation of county constitutional officers because we can't simply close that without mm -hmm. their cooperation and it won't be closed. Mm -hmm. um, we're requiring a face mask. But, uh, you know, the court will defer to them as to who wears masks in court proceedings and to what extent. We'll work with all the constitutional officers, the courts. But, yes, so the... the the order that you will sign will mandate that all visitors wear face masks to county buildings to subject to appropriate exceptions for health and age of the, the wearer and other, other exceptions. Mm -hmm. uh, as well as we will under, uh, direct and authorize a public information campaign and also encourage all residents, wherever they might be, okay. to wear masks okay. in uh, areas of public accommodation. So I want that before he made his... Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I was... I didn't know if we needed to separate that. That's what I was going to ask that question, too. You know, do do one strictly for the buildings that we have control, because that'll be mandated, and then we do a separate one to encourage encourage everything else. You see, but we don't have that in front of us. Do one to encourage and educate in the unincorporated area. Right, but if I if I could make it simpler, the chairman is really he, the chairman has the authority, authority to issue the orders. He consults with you folks, mm -hmm. and so the final order that I present to him. Mm -hmm. Will include both components. Okay. Okay. It will together. Together. Okay. Yes. Okay. And it'll be very clear. Won't I'm be to say paper. Yeah. Yes. I'm with him. Yes. And, <laughs> I, and really, overall, I think most people are masking. Right. You know that I see in the community. Absolutely. Most of them are. Yeah. Right. In and out of a building, most of them are. It's just becoming a way of what we right. do here. And, and I found for the public's benefit, it's it's I think it's much more. Uh, um, uh, successful if you have uh, fewer orders, uh, not in simply a collection of orders. The public yeah. has to consult this to one and that one. Mandated. Rather than piecemeal it, I think just one order addressing both okay. concerns is probably okay. the most effective. All right. All right. Commissioner Frazier, if you would. Well, <laughs> we can, um, and the order is going to be for the county buildings, mm -hmm. and, and it's going to include a component for encouragement. Outside the county buildings, that can in the encouragement in the unincorporated areas of the county. That's right. Yes, sir. And and, and educate and authorizing the county administrator to to initiate a public information campaign so that everyone is encouraged to wear a mask wherever you are. Now, just going to throw this out there, and then we'll move on. Did you encourage them by 
again, candy? What, 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 what are we talking about? <laughs> well, no, I think no. just your, your, your what you do today. I was joking. Let, let, yes. let, 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 well, but I, truthfully, <laughs> it, it, I, I, was I did you. explore it, ways. It, anything to do with mass, I'm voting for. There you go. <laughs> and just so the board knows, truthfully, as, as discussed with the chairman uh, earlier today, I did explore ways that we could somehow incentivize residents or businesses rather, rather than just candy. candy. I, my, I didn't consider that one. <laughs> but there, there's really no effective way to incentivize the wearing of masks, but <laughs> other than by your example and by your proclamations, and I think uh, you know today's action mandating mask, uh, uh, face mask wearing is, uh, is appropriate and will set an example for businesses and others to follow. All right. And, and just one more question. Uh, I don't know if this before, I guess it'd be to Mr. Brown. Uh, like even the businesses, can we send out a letter to them and, and if they need some help with uh, providing masks, I mean, we'll, do we have a stock where we, we could send some? No, sir, not really, but you know, it's interesting you talk about the letter. Uh, I think what we would do is, because we're having a little trouble getting those now on the stockpiles too, they're coming hard again, but um, making some notes, getting with you guys on your thoughts, uh, doing the public education campaign, possibly using the youth, and doing a specific letter to those businesses that, that sends this order mm -hmm. as well as gives them resources for those products. Right. I, I think, that, And I don't think we let up. I think, I think it's just some continuous that if we're going to encourage, we could continue to encourage it. Right. And we're going to continue to post things and put information out there about the benefits and about CDC guidelines. Right. And, and then uh, can we get with the chamber and the minority chamber? Absolutely, sure, sir. Information out to them mm -hmm. so we can all connect. You, you bring up a good point, they though. They have seen it on TV. They ain't been in the world in a while. Yeah. Well, you know how many businesses in the, in the You bring up a good point. The governor's executive order does require the posting of certain notices at businesses throughout locations. And to my knowledge, there's not a really good clearinghouse for small businesses to take advantage of to get examples of those notices. So as part of the public initiative, we could generate model notices for small businesses and give them kind of a summary of what's required of them where they should post it, what they should post, what they should do. Yeah. Um, Some of them would appreciate that, I know. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. All right. Now, I'm trying Gentlemen. to I'm, I'm a, Yes, sir. I'm Mr. A, Chairman. Yes, sir, Mr. Commissioner Walden. I, yeah, I just, I'm, um, I've been listening to about a real good conversation, and I wanted to, I wanted to just piggyback on something Commissioner Giller said, um, and I said earlier about the unincorporated areas. Um, I, I think that this message should be all of Liberty County, but there's so many people that don't understand what the unincorporated areas are. I mean, we do, we're in government, but there are a lot of people that don't understand that unincorporated. And I think that the message needs to go that we still encourage all citizens in Liberty County and cover that with one swipe of paint. Uh, these other cities have adopted things, except for Riceboro, and I understand that, and our, all of our utility companies and all of our, I'm sure, our industrial customers have, but let's just make sure that it is countywide. Um, we're not going to go against what the governor said. I mean, he's already said what he was going to do. That's fine. But, Joey, when we get through with this meeting, it would probably be good for you to, to send him a note or send it to Jimmy and say, hey, look, guys, we've 
follow the governor's guidelines, and we're encouraging, but we also would like to get a little money down here for math. <laughs> so uh, yeah. do whatever we can. But I think that the message needs to be countywide. Just that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, you, you, it's hard to enforce in unincorporated areas, but we still need to send the message countywide. Yes, sir. Uh, you, key. And, and just to be clear, the mandate regarding face masks in county buildings applies to wherever the buildings might be located in the city. Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm saying. Whether, whether it's in the all city All of our buildings, correct. So wherever they're located, whether in the unincorporated or incorporated areas, everyone has to wear a mask mm -hmm. in county buildings, yeah. whether they're owned or controlled by the county. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm going to say something that might sound a little out of whack, but I thought about it. Either mask it or casket it. Oh, <laughs> <Stole> man. <laughs> Uh, mm. I tell you what, sometimes That's it takes true. a wake-up call. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I think we, everyone, the entire commission feels the same way about the mask. Mm -hmm. We do. We do. I guess, I guess we, we just question which direction we need to go. To. Ready for your motion, sir. Yes. Uh, Mr. Chair, be honest with you, I'm, after this last conversation, I'm almost confused of <laughs> how Hit, I, hit I them out, Mr. Attorney. If I can. You have to do it by Robert's rules. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Robert, help me. I can get him out. Board, uh, a motion simply to uh, support the chairman's decision to require face masks in all uh, buildings and properties owned by the county, subject right. to appropriate exceptions and to authorize a public information campaign to encourage all residents of the county where they might be located to wear face masks in public. Second. That's my motion. Yeah, no, you did very well, sir. Thank second. you. Thank you. What's your second? Any further discussion? All in favor? All in favor? Aye. All right. Thank all right. you, sir. Thank you, right. Thank you, folks. Thank you, uh, Kelly, you for your research. Miss Leah, come on down. Okay, if you wanted me to touch it. Uh, now I'm not wearing a mask because I have a health condition. Okay. Um, good afternoon or evening, Mr. Chairman and Commissioners. This is our biannual update. So in January of this year, um, we were pushing hard for teeth floss to make sure that that was going to pass, helping plan all the town hall meetings. Um, we got a new employee, the young lady on the far right, her name is Shima. We were kind of doing business as usual. Oh, thank you, sir. I couldn't see it either. Um, business as usual, star student luncheon, ribbon cuttings, our annual banquet where we give out our business awards, all those typical things that we do. In February of this year, again, same typical activities. Um, Teeth floss again, business after hours, our y'all kids, the young adult liberty leaders, went to Liberty Regional um, and talking about masks too. Uh, Commissioner Frazier, we just ordered 200 branded masks mm. that we're gonna give out to the community. Um, so that's something we can order more of if we need to. Oh, please do. They're branded with our Let me do this right now, thinking about it, if you don't mind. Mr. Mosley, um, I saw the news yesterday there was someone, I heard they were donated thousands of masks to the city of Statesboro. Can we follow up on that and find out where that source is? So. Um, again, ribbon cuttings, um, random acts of kindness week is something we did last year. We did it this year. It's just a, a nice thing to do in the community. In March is when everything went chaotic. It was um, the county retreat, actually, that, mm -hmm. that week. Um, we were all there. Um, so Valerie, the young lady on the far right, she had been with me for two and a half, three years. Um, she did come back. She had taken some leave as she, when she had a baby, uh, which I was very excited. 
and then we had ribbon cuttings and some of our normal stuff in the first part of the month and then um, the world went crazy and COVID-19 happened. Um, so we started out a lot of options on our social media since we couldn't really go anywhere or do anything to make sure the public was aware of carry out drive through options, curbside options, all those things where they could still shop locally um, and still get what they wanted. Um, we also helped support the Liberty County Sheriff's Department in that time frame too with the little girl that they found in Riceboro on Barrington Ferry. They planned the birthday party and all that. Um, in April of this year, we started a farmer's market subscription box service um, because the farmer's market had to close. Um, we um, averaged about 200 cars a week that came and got a box of fresh produce. Um, a lot of it was elderly folks that could not get out to go to the grocery store, but they could sit in their car, pop their trunk, and let us put them in there, um, which was very good. We made sure our businesses knew about emergency loans and grants. We did a lot of options for children um, and people who were homebound, the little boy in the top middle. We did an indoor selfie scavenger hunt. So every week, um, children were challenged to take 12 selfies um, various in various ways, scavenger hunt. I think this was take a picture with something blue and he took a picture of the blue front door and post it in the event. They did very well. Kids were very engaged. Parents were very engaged. Just something to help entertain people. Um, we did a lot with Liberty Regional in the last several months. We've taken a thousand masks over there that people in this community have sewn. The hospital didn't want to have a lot of folks going there, so they dropped them off at our office and then we transported them to Liberty Regional. We also organized parking for our providers, which is an opportunity to thank those folks parked in the parking lot, had lights on and music and all kinds of stuff. Um, so that was really nice. In May of this year, we continued with that farmer's market subscription box service and that's Congressman Carter there. He came and um, volunteered one of the Thursdays or Fridays, I don't remember what day, and helped put food in all the cars. We did our backyard barbecue, but we did not do that as a, um, an event where people could come and sit down. We did it as a drive-through service, again, kind of like that farmer's market. So we just gave people their lunch, which was already pre-plated. Um, we created a whole series of Google and uh, Zoom backdrops. Mm -hmm. Uh, our local educators were using Google Classrooms, Google Meets, and Zoom um, during the course of this whole time. So we provided them with some custom backgrounds of Liberty County historic sites and um, cultural sites so they could use those backgrounds with their students. Gave people their... Oh. Pardon me. Oh, yeah. No, no. I did the same thing a minute ago. Yeah, sorry. Um, we created a choose kindness sign. We saw that a lot of folks were maybe not necessarily being as nice to folk people as they could be. Um, servers especially seem to be getting very discouraged in our community because they weren't getting tips anymore because you don't want people coming in restaurants. Um, but those servers were providing a lot of other services like they were the delivery drivers for the restaurant. Um, so these choose kind of signs were to try to promote that to just, just be nice. Um, we printed 500 of those and they are, they're everywhere, um, which is very nice. Um, we did show us your yard. Again, another campaign to get people to show us something. We know you're stuck at home. Show us your front yard, your backyard, what you're proud of. And that was very popular. Um, there's the chairman's guide to social distancing. Um, he had sent me one we had already done, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but we try to encourage that social distance. And that's what six feet of social distance is in coastal Georgia. We did our state of the county address that was done virtually. Um, it was very well attended. We have eaten a lot of food. We've cooked a lot of food. We try to keep people entertained. We made peach jelly. We made all kinds of stuff. Anything we could do to try to keep people involved and engaged. That um, infographic on the right, I know it's kind of hard for you to see, but I, I provided you with a copy too. That's just a small snippet of all of the things that we've done in the last several months during COVID-19. 
Um, most chambers in this area um, either closed completely. Some haven't reopened. Most, a lot of them fired their staff or laid them off or furloughed them. We've been able to retain all of our staff. Um, we had to do a lot of things. We cleaned baseboards. We cleaned windowsills. We, we did stuff we never knew we were going to do. Um, but we kept everybody employed. So we were very happy about that. We've also contacted 100% of our membership at least twice in the last three months. Uh, most of them a lot more than twice. And then in July, um, we just had actually our first in-person PTP luncheon was today. Um, we did have masks available. We also started um, comfort bands. So you can wear a little band that tells it's a different color. Tell people what your comfort level is. If you're comfortable with um, fist bumps and elbow bumps, or if you'd rather they just stay away. Um, felt like it went very well. We did half capacity, plated food, all of that. Um, and then we have an exit issues breakfast at the end of this month with, Rep with Representative Williams with the legislative update. Um, these are just some more pictures. Um, this was the little boy who did all his selfies and his mom sent them in. So the kids really did enjoy doing their selfies. It was something to keep everybody engaged. That's all the boxes at the Baker Fraser house. Um, we have never, never, ever want to do that again. Uh, <laughs> we're so tired of hauling produce. Um, we also started First Responder Fridays during this period, and we fed a different segment of first responders every week from one end That's of this good. county to the other. That's good. Um, we had a spirit week. Uh, again, try to keep people's spirits up. Um, Coal Banker Southern Coast won spirit week. They did the best job um, and were voted upon to have one. And we started to adopt a senior. I think we had 12 seniors who signed up. Um, would have liked more, which is fine. We had quite a few high school seniors who tried to sign up, um, which was a little odd. Um, but senior citizens is what it was meant for. And we would call those folks once a week just to say hi. We noticed a lot of seniors in our community being homebound, not being able to go to church. Those things are getting a, a little blue. Um, so we started calling those folks. Um, and then we helped advertise, of course, and market a lot of things like free testing with diversity in the hospital and all the other groups that did it. Um, we, during this time, we've had a lot of time to do design work. So we designed a new rack card for Geechee Kunda, which is that one on the left there. And the Liberty CVB has paid for that rack card. And it's in all the welcome centers in the state of Georgia. And Geechee Kunda also has some for their own use. And they did still have the gathering. And we designed their flyer. Um, right when COVID-19 started, um, we had just purchased this wall wrap on the right-hand side in the Savannah Airport. And then all flights stopped. <laughs> um, so that kind of bit us in the um, behind. But thankfully, the Savannah Airport has given us a whole quarter for free. Um, so instead of six months worth of advertising, we got nine months worth of advertising. So our contract has been extended, which is very nice. And on the left-hand side, um, that top billboard was running in Charleston right when COVID-19 started. Um, the bottom one will run in October. And then um, finally, just for the chamber side of it, we said when we came before you um, back in January, that we, we are on a mission to, from going from a 6C chamber to a 7C, that seventh word being a contributor. And I really do feel in the last several months, I don't know what else we could have contributed, um, but we contributed a lot. So any questions? I do. Can, can you um, give us any kind of indication of, <coughs> of the businesses how they're doing with the whole COVID thing I, I, I was surprised I just hadn't paid attention I came by and they told me well our hops closed I said they're closed I just been closed since before, I just thought they were doing maybe I uh, would do you know the, the takeout thing so 
Well, what we, I mean, and this is just rumor for IHOP, um, is that they've been bought out by another restaurant company and they're mm. reorganizing. That's okay. what I was told. Really? Um, I would say other businesses have been doing well. I know um, Rhonda with Molly Maxine, which is right here downtown, um, she did better her first month closed than she did the previous month open because mm. um, people were really pushing the shop local. And she did um, curbside, she did delivery, and she did mailing stuff. Um, so I, I think that it's made everybody refocus and have to concentrate more on their marketing efforts um, and how they can accommodate the customer, which is not always easy, um, but they've adapted and they're overcoming. Um, from our side, I, we've sent, I don't know how many emails I've sent, um, a lot to try to give people all the resources that they need to get through this. Um, they get free Google money um, and at Google ad money all of those kind of things so that folks have that information to use as much as they can. Okay. Does that answer your question? Okay, it does. How about the tourist traffic? It's picking up now. Mm. Um, we, we will get May's um, hotel motel tax this month. I'm predicting that that'll be our worst month. Um, I was honestly amazed by March. It was a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I guess March, the early part of March, people were still here and staying in mm -hmm. hotels. April was not very good, and mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a lot worse. Um, but June, the hotels have been um, pretty much at occupancy. Uh, the La Quinta, um, Fairfield, and Holiday Inn Express all had the shutdown that was at um, the Jessup Mill. They all had that shutdown for three weeks. So that June started picking back mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Good. Nothing with more observation. <clears throat> I asked the um, Board of Elections for a copy of the uh, yes. T-SPLOS results by precinct. I wanted to just kind of see where they were and um, why we did pass it, you know, hallelujah, amen. <laughs> um, and, and I told Leah and Joe, I, I know that, you know, the COVID thing hurt us some with our campaign, but we had done some campaigning, but if I may just say it was a little too close for comfort. It was close. For our community, uh, a growing community like ours that relies on, on, on funds from other sources than Appalachian taxes so I was telling them yes uh, that's one observation then we're getting ready to go into e-commerce in, in November so we're going to have to really um, buckle, down. buckle down to make sure that passes because we need that for Liberty County to be competitive in the uh, what, what, what was the, the numbers for the um, it, it was uh, uh, real, real close not real real close but not enough to, to Long County did a better job yeah yeah, maybe something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was close. Yeah, yeah. I never saw that. How did yeah. voted it down? Yeah, and I don't think our citizens realize the value of it. And so we got to make sure that, you know, it's kind of like uh, when you win a campaign, the next day you start <laughs> campaigning again for the next time. So, so we gotta do. We gotta treat T Sploss and Sploss like that. So. And I emailed you guys right back and said we should to get together on that soon. You have to encourage them. Have to encourage them. I mean, because the community benefits, and, and and I'm glad to hear it. And I also heard from some of our commercial real estate people that uh, there's still a lot of interest in our community. Uh, of course, the house building is going like gangbusters. My board chair, and she didn't stop selling houses. No, and there's still some commercial interest in town. So all that's good. So then, so. So then we got to maximize on that then to make sure we educate folk on the value of, of, of what SPLOS and T-SPLOS does for us. And e-commerce, because November's right around the corner. Yeah. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Where are you going? 
<laughs> Some other Lisa's agreement, Liberty Independent Troop Park. Yes, yeah, so this is a lease of agreement that's been in place with Liberty Independent Troop Park for several years. Um, due to expire uh, August 1st of this year, it was a one-year renewal last year. Um, and just wanted to entertain the board's thought about trying to uh, extend this. The recommendation is to extend under the same terms and conditions as last year. <clears throat> Uh, the, for the sum of $8,000 a year. This, as you know, is all the property on which Stafford Park is located, basically, um, which is under lease from Liberty Independent Troop Corporation. Joe, who, who heads that group now? Who? There was, as you know, when Mr. Stewart passed away, yeah. he, he was um, kind of the head of that organization. It's mm -hmm. been organized a little bit with Tom Ratcliffe's help. And my understanding is this Mr. Johnny Smiley okay. is currently acting as the um, is the chairman. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. All right. Chairman, take the motion to renew the lease agreement. Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, I would make that. I'm <laughs> you're, you're in there. Hey, hey I, I think Eddie beat you. <laughs> Commissioner Thrift did the second. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. Lease agreement defects. Yes, sir. Um, as you recall, when the defects building was constructed, um, some years the ago. state properties commission that actually controls defects as rental abilities uh, contracted with the county to be able to provide uh, monthly rent to help pay for that building. That building is actually in third-party ownership. Uh, doesn't actually belong to the county, um, but it will revert back to the county once the debt is paid in full on the building. Uh, by the third party. So this this actually is a pass-through. Uh, it comes to us and then is basically transferred to the building payment um, from the for the capital for which it was constructed years ago. So again, we do need to um, entertain uh, at the same rate. Uh, the state doesn't propose to cut anything or gain anything, um, extend those rental terms for another year. Okay. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I would make that motion that we approve the uh, lease agreement with DFACS. I second it. Motion and second. We are further discussing proposals presented for working with our defects, friends. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. I say aye. Aye. And raise aye. <laughs> Those opposed, aye. Sure. Fire protection plan. Mr. Chairman, this is also a consideration of a renewal of an agreement. As you know, uh, the city of Riceboro and Waltyville both provide contract service to us for the unincorporated areas uh, with their fire departments. Um, this is consideration for the Riceboro contract. You did the Waltyville one, I believe, last month uh, mm -hmm. to do that. So this is up for your consideration. I believe the sum, and I'll confirm that with you, is uh, $16,000 per year. Uh, they are very responsive, both of these agencies, uh, to helping us uh, with mutual aid and coming out into the county, actually automatic aid to those unincorporated areas. All right. I think we're used to that. Mr. Brown. Yes, sir. Just one question. I was asked this question by one of the council members. <clears throat> uh, on the outside of this agreement, could they take their fire engines to the shop, to our shop, and I know that would be a separate building account? Yes, Is that possible or is that something that we could look into? Certain, certainly whatever the board desires. We could have a little separate contract for maintenance of their equipment there if you want to do that. Mm -hmm. I would just need to talk to the shop, make sure they can accommodate it. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Is it, be glad to do that. This agreement would just be for fire trucks or for all the other? They well, I'll bring you from the shop now. Anyway, I think. They uh, do. They actually Midway does. 
Mid Midway does. Yeah. Mid Midway comes there and they get fuel from the shop at, at the county rate, and we just turn around and bill them our cost on the fuel. Mm -hmm. So um, basically, what we would do, I would think, is if if the board approves the agreement when it's presented to you, is that we do the same thing for maintenance repairs. Just, just for fire trucks. Just for fire trucks, from yeah. from what I'm understanding. Yeah. Like it's, and this is just for Riceboro fire trucks, the Walter building fire trucks. Well, under the agreement that that we would do would just be for Riceboro. Of course, if we did it for this, one, we would need to try the others. Ask. I think probably address them. All. Do that for others. And, and Commissioner Stevens is certainly aware that um, one issue could be that um, those are specialized pieces of equipment to maintain, mm -hmm. and there's a lot the shop can't do to those machines so right. I, the only thing you'd really be talking about and i'd confirm this and bring it back to you would be normal maintenance right. uh engine oil replacement things like that and filters uh most of the items on those have to go to specialty shop and, and also mr brown share with them that one piece of equipment down there is a county piece of equipment at at the rashburn station yes sir and actually i'll double check we should be doing that one already at the county shop, I will confirm that when we look into this. Okay. And I'll bring it back to the well, I'm a, a little confused now, which is not nothing new. <laughs> we, 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 it's a fire truck that belongs to Riceboro, for example, and we're going to do maintenance like changing the oil. I think that's what's right. being being contemplated, yeah. yes, sir. And so, and they would just build for a fee. For a fee. Because it's a specialized piece of equipment, they probably have to take it out. So. For other things like well, other pump, things, yeah, pump right, certification, right. Pump test, yeah. pump a lot test of that, right? Different altogether. Uh, yeah, they, they they send it for those. Our, our shops are not able to do a lot of hydraulic repair on those machines and all. But that I'll bring something back, and the board can actually look at it. And yeah, I'll we talk might to need to look at that so that we don't overload mm -hmm. the county shop if we, you know, pull in those other cities. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's that we don't overload and every uh, corner in Hinesville somebody could change your oil <laughs> if that's what they wanted mm. that's all they're going to get from us they don't need to get that from us uh, just because it's I don't know where they've been taking it previously right, yeah. but yeah yeah uh, Robert's trucks and I'm sure in Richmond Hill would uh, probably does of, that other case of quick estate in a wrench yeah <clears throat> But I think before we move into like I, say, Rasper, uh, 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 like I say everybody it was just a question that was asked to me and that's all I did was brought it to the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we yeah, need to I look mean, at I that. No, but I, what, what, what I'm saying, Commissioner uh, Stevens, if, if that's all, if they ask the question and, and we say, you know, we'll check. Yeah. And now that we check, if that's all they're going to get, it seems like they would need a lot more than just someone to change the oil. Well, there's certain things Where, that Who's going to gonna go rotate out. the tires for them? I mean, well, you know. There's certain things on those trucks that has to go certain places. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, because, uh, you know, at, at our shop, the public works for the city. Mm -hmm. We have to send the fire trucks out, but, mm -hmm. but we equipped to change the oil for them. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so if, if that's all we're going to do for, for these other cities, mm -hmm. you know, they... I, I mean, is, is this something that, that they requested? He asked about it. It was asked about Probably for convenience, I would guess. No. Yeah. Rather than take yeah. it out of the county, you can take it right over there. And well, it's, it's convenient it. unless they mm -hmm. in line behind all the other stuff that the county mm -hmm. has. Mm -hmm. Then it ain't convenient. Yeah. Yeah. But Jiffy Lube is. That's far for Riceboro. Yeah. That's far for Riceboro. He'll check it out for us. But if you're in line. Yeah. He'll check it out for us. You're right. We don't overload. We'll and check out the load too, because, yes. mm -hmm. like I say, not and not against anything that's being requested. We right, just need right. to be cognizant. Mm -hmm. Others may follow, and right. yeah, I'll, I'll get a reading from the shop. Okay. 
Mr. And while we're there, mm -hmm. uh, just a few minutes. No, I can't remember if we're trying. Are we still looking at trying to get them a building? The shop. The shop. shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, working on. Well, that was one of the things on my report tonight was to see if okay. we want to go All ahead right. and, and set a little. Uh, <laughs> may, maybe we might help that load. <laughs> no, you're okay. May, maybe to uh, uh, allow us to at least go ahead and get some architectural things for together for y'all. Okay. To look at. So. All right. Okay. Jim, we got a motion. We don't. I don't think. No. We didn't do it. No, we didn't. We didn't Not on the fire. That fire protection. We didn't. Okay. No, no. Oh, we got up on we're the other thing. We're going to wait to see if the load. I think. But just. But we didn't. Well, this, is, this is oh, just this a is contract separate. with them to provide the service. Fire service. Okay. Yeah. I yes, ma'am. Okay. I'm, I, okay. I thought you're we were right. Yes, ma'am. To answer the calls. All right. Chair, tenant motion for the fire protection contract. I was right. Y'all raising your hand. He said he's doing Robert's. <laughs> You need to make a motion. Mr. Chair, I'll make a motion that we accept the uh, fire protection contract with Rasper. Yes, second. Second. A verbal second. <laughs> All in favor, raise your right hand. Now raise your hand. Yeah. All right. And, and this is just, just a Rasper, not for Walthyville. That would be a separate one. What you actually did, you already did this already. Uh, did that last month. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> See, Mr. Chair, with, with me down here. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all need me back up there, man. Oh, no. Ele right election right board appointment. Maybe. We're, we're ready. Um, you ready? No, yes, y'all not. Yes, sir. <laughs> All we have to do is, 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 is know that, that there's a vacancy. We're ready. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Chairman, we, um, the committee met, and um, by majority decision, we are... Um, going to bring before the board the appointment of Ms. Sharon Hopkins Terry to the Board of Elections. Okay. The, the uh, appointment committee is recommending Ms. Sharon uh, Hopkins Terry for the Board of Elections. Will somebody turn that into a motion? Yeah, I make a motion that we accept Ms. Sharon Hopkins Terry to the uh, election board. Okay. Second. Motion and a second. Any further discussion? <laughs> Thank you, Commissioner. What I heard you. All in favor say aye. Raise your right hand. I thought he was sleeping. Ah. All right, Ms. I know Ms. Sharon Hopkins, Terry is appointed. It's good to have her. Justin. Uh, all right, Mr. Brown. Yes, sir. Um, just a couple of things. Uh, <laughs> I guess first, uh, as Commissioner Thrift mentioned, uh, we do have a shop building that is that was approved as part of the splash. Mm. And so uh, it has accumulated funds now. Uh, we had some preliminary discussions early on before we put an amount in the splash to talk about how much one might cost. Um, um, Rusty McCall, um, who has helped us with some of the fire stations, actually accompanied us on that trip, uh, Mr. Wells and us. So I would like to see if we couldn't go ahead and at least um, get with Mr. Wells, uh, try to go ahead and, and work on developing some architectural drawings for y'all to consider um, to, to get, you know, obviously get going on that building. Yes, sir. I agree. We need to move forward. It's been, it's been pending for a little while. Sure has. It that has. In bad, bad shape. It's getting bad shape. It is. It is. Yeah, so there's a lot really to consider bad. on the ground down there. So yeah. um, I'll go ahead, if it's okay, and engage um, so move Mr. McCall move forward, and mention it to him. Uh, he's been kind of hanging on there a little bit. Um, actually, may, may call upon any of you that want to go to try to go look at a couple of facilities. Uh, one in Effingham and one in Statesboro that's been constructed recently mm. uh, to look at that as part of that. So I'll get going on that. I might well be able to go. 
You think? Do you think that guy sitting next to you might know how to get to Statesboro? He might. I don't know. <laughs> he goes to the north side. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's the other side. Uh, the other thing, uh, too, Mr. Chairman, is uh, we talked a little bit about this at your last meeting, and that was uh, the board's thoughts on trying to hold fall programming at the Recreation Department. Specifically, that would include after-school program, youth football and cheerleading, youth soccer, and other instructional programs. You asked me to uh, actually talk to a couple of folks. One is uh, I did reach out to Dr. Davis on his thoughts. Um, he uh, politely, in a, in a nice, uh, I'd say, uh, political way, I think he'd appreciate for me to say that, uh, said that probably wasn't a good thing right now uh, with the face-to-face -face contact in football uh, and in soccer and some of those fall things that we're doing uh, that he really saw no way to get in a huddle without getting inside of six feet right. uh, or getting mass-to-mass -mass with physical contact uh, with sweat and everything. Uh, so his recommendation, uh, be it unofficial, would be to say I'd be scared of that. Right. Uh, the <laughs> other thing is we looked at CDC guidelines in doing that and of course his basis was really off of some of those guidelines uh, for youth sports which Really, uh, they say at the time of a peak, uh, probably is not a good thing to do uh, for those. So um, while I think we all are supporters of the recreation programs and we do a great job with them, that is, those are my findings for the board to consider. Sure. All right. And uh, Mr. Chair, real quick, Mr. Brown, uh, when do we have to make the, the uh, final decision on fall programs? That was Mr. Martin. They, Mr. Martin usually starts registration the last week of July. Right, that's what I was. Yes, sir. So. sir that's the reason we brought it back tonight uh, for a final. Yeah, like right now, right. That's we need to make a, yeah. a decision tonight. We really do. If, if, especially, you know, to be able to. Don't need to. Do I would make a motion that we uh, postpone or delay. Postpone the, is a good word. Thank you. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> the recreation. Until. Uh, <clears throat> fall programs until further notice or that's an awesome mm -hmm. I'll second that one okay. they come out every once in a while second that we postpone the LCD uh, fall programs Joey yes sir Mr. Chairman yes sir I I had talked with Jimmy also um, uh, you know the swimming pool has been open and hopefully we're going to be able to keep that thing going until the week before school, but he did say that a lot of the lifeguards uh, came from Fort Stewart and they are school age folks. So um, we're going to do everything we can to keep it open as long as we can, but understand that when the time comes, um, we try to give everybody a heads up when it's going to shut down. For And it usually does in, in July, but since there hadn't been any other programs, we've been holding out as long as we can on that. But when the time comes, we're going to have to Pull the trigger on it, okay? All right, sir. Uh, Did we vote? We Brown. have not voted. Have not. <laughs> All in favor of the motion? Okay. Oh. All right. Mr. Brown. Aye. Yes, sir. On the uh, east end, the John McIver complex down there, do we see any intentions of start renting, renting it out again? Well, so... You know, the only things that you have not opened up uh, are those interior complexes. Um, John McIver Complex, rental of any of the gyms or rooms of the gyms and okay. things like that because it's just an indoor activity. In indoor activity, okay. Yes, sir, but that's totally up to the board. We're in no hurry. Yeah. 
We're in no hurry. Mr. Chairman, I had a, a question too that someone had posted on the live stream here mm -hmm. about when we will, may open up for um, citizens to come to our meetings if they mask up or have the six foot. Yeah, so Just to you see know, that was, that possible. Yeah, a couple other things. So, is that um, I wanted to see the board protocol has been that uh, only folks that are on the agenda uh, are able to speak with with two people uh, that accompany them. So, um, I wanted to see what what that was, what we were going to do there. Now, you know, obviously, to six or ten foot distance, it becomes a little bit problematic, as we found out tonight about how would you say we're only going to let the first 10 in or we're going to, you know, that that's a little bit problematic, but it's something we can certainly try to gauge and do. That's whatever the board, whatever the board desires. We'd have to, I think what we'd have to do is put an occupancy level on. We sure can. And we can actually um, tape the seats that are available uh, for use. Mm -hmm. And once those are full, they're full. And nobody else would be allowed in if the board desires to do that with masks. Mr. Brown, I mean, I'm open. I've got a question on that. <clears throat> Let's say I heard you say, like you said, you let the first ten in, and maybe somewhere down on that agenda that someone else is coming and they're the fifth person and they're not here. Yeah, that's true. How do you handle that, that? That's that. That's a that's a problem. Uh, I, I didn't really think about that, but that's a problem because they would have first right to be here, and then you'd have to try to have a marshal to excuse people so they could get in. That's a that's a little bit of an issue. Yeah. What, well, we might would have. With all due respect, that's not an issue. Reserved we, for. We have a lot. I think we could have reserved for those who may be coming for the meeting. Most people that come, they, they leave. Or they need they RSVP or something. If they're if they have something on the agenda, they need RSVP because of mm -hmm. okay. our concerns about having too many in the. Yes, and I, and, I, and I agree. One, one thing I'd already made a note about and I started trying to do uh, for this meeting, we're all kind of moving around here, is that um, if you have an item that's placed on the agenda, if I could get who that speaker is going to be, because what I end up doing is, that's where I was this afternoon, in fact, down there with the deputy saying, okay, this is a speaker plus two. So it's whoever the speaker designates. And so it takes, you know, we'll have to really, I need to engage, if we're going to do that, I really need to engage somebody, a staff person, to be here to help with that. Right. Okay. Make sure people come in and out and do that, which is which is not a problem if we need to do that. Oh. Let's let's think about it. Maybe another month or so. Yeah. See how yeah. it looks like. Okay. Yeah. I, I just feel that we need to give another month or so. Okay. Let's just see where we are at that time. Okay. Okay. Oh. So anybody who's on the agenda will be allowed to come in. <clears throat> they have access through Facebook Live, uh, but I, I agree. Being in person is a different feeling, but. Right now, what we're dealing with, we have to err on the side of safety and caution. So let's see where we are uh, mid-month um, August. Okay. All right. Okay. Mr. Chair, well, last thing for me is uh, it, this may not be our issue. It may be a board of election issue, but it's been brought to my attention. We have some citizens in the county that has to travel actually right at 16 miles to a voting precinct. And uh, they're trying to look at a closer location to kind of cut that in half. So just want to put that out out there. 16 miles is quite a distance in this county to, you know, mm -hmm. one way. Well, yeah. To have to actually have the vote. Mm -hmm. uh, when is the last time we, we took a look at our uh, 
our voting precinct. Oh boy, they they moved a couple for the last election because of uh, availability. Right. Then you got to look at the whole, you know, the whole thing again. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's really. A, oh, right. Uh, but I think what I want to do, though, I hadn't thought about it. I, I did read in the Coastal Carry where they had uh, they tested the machines. Monday or they do Q and A the state does that yes sir and I'm pleased that's far what I hear that office but probably Mr Brown let's schedule Mrs Miss Martin and Rhonda to come we did I think Mr Chairman we um you had requested at one of the meetings that they come back in August they should be back before you okay and Commissioner Fraser the Board of Elections actually right you know was charged with that and then those voting precincts had to be approved. By justice, mm -hmm. by state and justice. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's, but, a, it's an involved know, yeah, process. It's, yeah, it's time to. Yeah, it's time to. Right. That, time it, to right. At that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. if it haven't been done in 15 years, and then you know, with the population switching everything. Sure. I mean, this is the first time I've heard that yeah. someone had to drive yeah. 16 miles. That's, 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 that's it's been that way for mm -hmm. many. Oh, yeah. Years. I mean, that's that's mm -hmm. not that's not. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what they what they try to what my understanding is what they try to do and, and I agree a coastal location is, is needed is that since we don't have buildings in that area, um, the they go to churches. Right. To see if any churches are are available to do that. Right. So we can we do have a facility about half the distance. We do if they're willing we do to have that's a correct. About yes, half sir. Distance. yes, sir. So I'll pass that on to the Board of Elections okay. and remind them about the August. Okay. Uh, the last thing, sir, is that we thought <clears throat> last time we do have a uh, determination of a dangerous animal uh, that's been made here in the county. It's about the third one that's been made pursuant to the state statute. Uh, the owner of the animal has been notified and has requested a hearing. Uh, so it, it's, necessary, it's necessary for the board to designate a dangerous dog review board. Um, I'd like to recommend that five people be on there uh, total. Uh, basically, they're going to review matters in the case and then either vote to uphold or make some other change to uh, the dangerous dog ruling on that. People I'd like to recommend uh, for board consideration are Dr. Rachel Peoples, who's a local veterinarian, uh, Ms. Sandra Fry, who runs a Liberty Humane Shelter, uh, Mr. Stephen Andrews, who works for the Department of Public Health, um, Mike Hodges, Public Safety Director, and myself for that board. And again, the board only meets to hear hearings uh, of appeals for dangerous dog determinations. Uh, in, in the life of the statute, which has been running out for about five years, this is the third dangerous dog determination. <clears throat> State law is pretty clear on, on that determination. And that, that board has the final say? That board does have the final say, okay. yes, sir. Is that a, you need a motion? Uh, if, if, if the board so inclined and would, that would be great. Uh, that We had to go ahead under state law and schedule that appeal, which is uh, week after next. How long will this board mm -hmm. stay in effect? It, it'll only meet when necessary, as long as the people are willing to serve, um, and only meet when a dangerous dog determination is mm -hmm. appealed. We've had two that have not been appealed because, <laughs> yeah. without getting real long-winded, the state statute is very onerous on requirements. Uh, if you've got a, if you, if you want to keep a dangerous dog, you have to buy uh, a certain amount of insurance. You have to, to say, buy liability. That, that, right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it's pretty that strong. pretty expensive mm -hmm. though, wasn't it? Pretty expensive and pretty strong. Yeah, most right. insurance won't cover. Mm -hmm. yeah. Homeowners. All right. Yes, sir, okay. if you would consider a motion, I could Motion to approve the uh, nominees. <laughs> for we'll move, the Mr. Chairman, on that motion. Second. Motion and a second that <laughs> we approve the uh, Names presented for the Animal Control Board. Any further discussion? 
All in favor, raise your right hand or say aye. Aye. Oh, Eddie must be sleeping. There you go. All right, the motion passes. Thank right. else for the good of the order. Mr. Chair, I just have something real quick. Uh, I'd be remiss if, if I didn't say happy birthday to my mother and also happy birthday to my daughter. This is one of the most expensive days of the year. <laughs> People think it's Christmas, no, July 16th. <laughs> happy birthday to those. Just for, oh, for the record. Joy. Joy. Yes, sir. Did we have a... Um, Get anything on that uh, pavilion at Homestown, you know, about enclosing it? Did, uh, we, have, we have not. Okay. We have not gotten that yet. In fact, um, had some conversation this week with Mr. Martin about his upcoming projects for the board, which included those handicapped things. Okay. And I reminded him of that. Okay. So that we could bring some material to you. Okay. Okay. All right. Chair, Chair, motion to adjourn. Don't move, Mr. Chairman. Second. All, All in favor. I'll take care. All right. I'm going to. Good. Have a good evening, Commissioner Walden. Thank you, sir.